0: Five, 6 5 4 3 2 1 0 all engines running commit liftoff. off
1: hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of his Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT, or you can email us at ask at askatswatradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at swatradio.com. Well, today is Wednesday, halfway through the week. How's it going today, Doug? It's hump
2: day, and it's good to be on here Wednesday, August 11th, and uh, I wanted to report some, uh, we, we talked about a viral video called doctor calls out CDC and school board in Indiana. And, uh, I put published that to, um, my Facebook also to my, um, Twitter account. That video has been removed from YouTube for violating Mm. community standards. Uh, which is interesting to me that, um, You have a doctor who's been a doctor for 20 years testifying before a school board, and he doesn't say anything with expletives, curse words, nothing except what he as a doctor believes about COVID, mask, and and, uh, the vaccine. And he's talking to the school board, and yet they removed it. Why? You have to ask yourself why. Because our – Uh, country right now you're not allowed to think critically about covid about the vaccine about uh mask if those are hot button topics on social media if you put those out there you can rest assured you will get a disclaimer like uh, i got that uh said that well they they usually will put something on there that says hey you know you got a uh COVID-19 vaccines go through many tests for safety and effectiveness and then are monitored closely. They throw little tags on there, but they actually, uh, people can't go to the video now. So I reposted the video under comments to see, cause it's not a YouTube video now. It's just a video I'm personally posting and I probably will go into Facebook jail for it, but that's all right. <laughs> we'll see. Um, But, you know, we as believers, and I was talking to Taylor a little bit about this on the way up in, is that we are not thinking critically anymore. We just are buying into a lot of the stuff. Because if you were to step back and think, let's say pre-two years ago, if somebody told you, listen, there's going to be an outbreak of something that has the potential to kill 0.003 percent that's not even of the people who get it. of the people who get it yeah and and yet we're going to make everybody get a vaccine for it even though 99.997 percent fully recover and listen i know about the anecdotal stories people have died people have died Most of the people who have died from COVID-19, most, I would say, based upon doctor testimony, have died because they have not gotten early treatment. And the focus of our government and the health professionals that are out there a lot of times have been on prevention, focusing on those who don't have it instead of those who do, because now they've determined vitamin D, zinc, uh, hydroxychloroquine ivermectin a whole host of nutraceuticals can be given for early treatment and this doctor who i posted that uh, youtube has removed the video said every patient he treated with early treatment not a one of them went to the hospital because he treated them um and you know i listened to john MacArthur, who was at a, a high school retreat over the weekend and he got asked a question by one of the uh, seniors there. Uh, Dr. MacArthur, how do we prepare for going to the colleges and universities as we get ready to go? And he said two things, conviction and critical thinking. He said, be a person of conviction. You know, we, we've we lost that. People aren't willing to stand for anything. They're not willing to stand up against tyranny, stand up against people, Um on behalf of other people who are being mistreated, all these children across the country who are being forced to do things that is absolutely not necessary. And and you go, yeah, but the CDC says, I, there was a guy who interacted with me on social media about some of the posts I've made lately about this virus, and he kept saying, but the CDC, the CDC, the CDC, And the CDC has lied to us. The leader of the CDC now has lied to us. The NIH has lied to us. The leader of the NIH has lied to us. Dr. Fauci has lied to us, outright lied, not only to the American people. He's lied to Congress. So all these people are lying, and then they wonder why people don't trust him when they say, go get the vaccine. And now more and more courageous doctors and epidemiologists are starting to step up and say, hey, this is not right. You know, this is ridiculous. They're not following the science. Uh, And so, and he talked, you know, John MacArthur talked about critical thinking. And he said, you know, we've reduced every problem in America down to white privilege, systemic racism, abuse of women. I mean, that's that's the problem. Critical theory. That's the focus of our government. Critical theory in the schools, covid vaccines, uh, lockdowns again. And, you know, and that's how they answer the question. What's wrong in America? And the bigger issue is where's the critical thinking in America? Where are the freedom people, the people who are saying this is wrong? I mean, you, you are abusing these people. This is wrong what you're doing. And there's so much psychological pressure, Taylor, being put on young adults Mm -hmm. and even older adults to get the vaccine. And like I published today, I sent you a thing by uh, a Harvard epidemiologist who is, by the way, who is a very liberal uh, guy. And his name is uh, Martin Kulldorff, K-U-L-L-D-O-R-F-F, on Vaccine parrot passports, the Delta variant, and a lot of – it's an hour long, but it's worth uh, listening to if you can find it out there. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Martin Koldorf, who explains uh, – and, and, and this is not an anti-vax guy, but he said that what our government has done has done more to hurt people taking vaccines than the anti vaxxers have done in 20 years.
1: Mm, yeah.
2: And one year they've completely destroyed the uh, confidence in that. And so, again, getting back to what Dr. MacArthur said, he goes, you know, we got to be people who think critically. And by the way, I, I so appreciate I got an email from <laughs> Taylor, you're not going to believe this. So, um, a guy uh, emailed uh, about the program from London, England. Oh, wow. And uh, he said he listens all the time. And I'm like, How did you hear about SWAT radio? And he goes, Well, I listen on your live stream. Uh, a few years ago, I was doing a Google search for radio stations that were aimed at Christian men. And he lives over in London, which that place over there is a tough place to be a believer. Mm-hmm. So pray for our brother Trevor. His name is Trevor. Uh, just lift him up. If you're thinking out there in the audience and he he listens all the time. And he was, he was asking me a question because he said, sometimes the signal cuts out. Maybe they block the signal over there. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but I, I thank you, Trevor, for your email and for listening. And you know, we as believers have to stick together and stand together And be people of conviction and be people who think critically and not be sheep who are misled by uh, wolves who are trying to lie to us. Uh, You know, we are to put on the mind of Christ. We are to speak truth. We are to be warriors, spiritual warriors. And that's what SWAT stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth. And you, you can go to Facebook at SWAT Radio Talk, Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk, send us questions communicate with us like trevor did you know it's so encouraging to hear that a guy over in the middle of london right now and, and that's a pretty fairly pagan place mm-hmm. is listening and wanting to be encouraged as a man who wants to follow god yeah. and so um uh, again a shout out to trevor so grateful and hang in there brother and uh, i've prayed for you and and i hope that our listeners will lift you up in prayer as uh, you continue to want to be a warrior i mean isn't that encouraging
1: yeah that's pretty awesome you know uh, you wouldn't think of that as being some place where someone listens and so it's real cool to hear that uh, people from all around the world are able to hear swat radio and find encouragement uh, from it so that's pretty sweet
2: well i know that uh, there are people over in romania that listen and people in india and so uh, very grateful that we have an opportunity to have this platform don't know how long we will have it um, uh, but, uh, again, uh, if you have not seen Dr. Stock's video of him at the school board meeting, it, it, it is everywhere on Twitter. Uh, go to Candace Owens, uh, it's on rumble. Yeah. It's on rumble. Sebastian Gorka is public. I mean, a lot of people are putting it out there. He was on Tucker Carlson last night. They actually had him on there talking to hmm. him about it. Um, And, you know, Tucker Carlson has been one of the few people that has been very vocal about the vaccine passports and COVID and some of the strange things that are happening out there.
1: Yeah, he's been one of the few people with such a big platform to really be pushing the envelope uh, and getting truth out to people. So it's been pretty cool to see. We are up against the break, though. We'll be back with more after the break. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our
0: SWAT app in the App Store. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further
2: discussion and to take your calls.
1: have to good news for the shame there is good news
2: for the world who walks away there is good news for the doubter the one religion
1: failed that is rescuer by wren collective welcome back to swat radio swat stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth with that in mind we have been talking about uh, COVID in the first segment, we are going to get into uh, talking about Bodie Bachman's book, uh, Fault Lines, uh, which discusses wokeness in the church, CRT, social justice, and things like that. Um, but real quick, you know, Doug, you were talking about um, how how the virus is not very uh, lethal, right? It, yeah. And it, it, by percentages it does not kill uh, nearly as many people as who get it. And I think there'd be a significant amount of people who would say, oh, well, you know, we have to do whatever we can if it's just to save one life without realizing that the mitigation strategies that we have pursued over the past year and a half have actually led to uh, arguably more death and destruction for people uh, than the virus would have. I mean, the, the rates of su- substance abuse that are up, the rates of suicide, especially among Uh, children, obviously the rates of murder, the rates, the rates of uh, domestic disputes and stuff. I mean, we don't factor that in at all because it's just, oh, COVID, COVID, COVID. But we need to take in all the factors and realize that, uh, you know, it is tragic whenever someone dies and we want to do everything that we can to stop that. But we can't put into place things that are going to make more people suffer uh, uh, needlessly,
2: no, you're exactly right. And, um, you know, Taylor, that one thing is that was interesting about this Harvard epidemiologist, Martin Koldorf, is he said over and over in this interview that, uh, that basically that COVID, the Delta variant, he said, these are not fatal for children. Yeah. You know, and he said, I mean, it doesn't mean it can't be. You can always have exceptions. Mm -hmm. But the vast majority of people 18 and under, he says, will get sick and not die from it. Yeah. Uh, And
1: what a blessing that is compared to other, you know, historically, like the the flu, for example, the 1918 flu. That was indiscriminate, you know, the bubonic plague, indiscriminate. But this is something that affects, you know, the older populations, which, again, is is tragic and we want to avoid uh, the loss of life at the most uh, at, at at what costs are appropriate, but that, that children are generally, unless there's underlying conditions or other things going on, completely uh, saved from, or not completely, but mostly saved from, you know, serious injury and death from this virus. And yet we're forcing them to mask up. We're talking about getting uh, vaccines down to uh, being approved for like six months old and up, uh, that's just wild.
2: Well, here's the thing about Dr. Coldorf—he He's the professor of, of medicine at Harvard. You don't, you don't get to that position by being some kook or whack, right? And he's a biostatistician and an epidemiologist at Brigham and Women's Hospital. He helped develop the CDC's current system for how to monitor vaccine risk. And he's also one of the authors of the Great Barrington Declaration, which argued for focused protection of the most vulnerable instead of lockdowns. And so this guy is very credible. And over and over in this interview, he stresses that children are at very, very, very little risk. There's absolutely no... No reason for them to be masking. In fact, he said over in Sweden. I think it was Sweden. It was over in Europe. So I believe Sweden. When a year ago, there were no lockdowns, there were no distancing, there were no masks, and not one child under the age of eighteen died from COVID.
1: In Sweden, if you look at what they're doing um, or how they how well they're doing with the with COVID, I mean, they're outpacing everywhere. Um, you know, in you know or I, I i guess i can't say everywhere in the world but they're outpacing definitely the us as far as they seem to have reached herd immunity and are now uh, not really too worried about covid and the whole time they never locked down um they never had a true mass mandate um and yeah i think 43% of the people in sweden are vaccinated so it's not like the the vax the vaccines have done uh, the deed there but yeah they're they're doing much better than we are and i think another study came out um over let's see in the fall, maybe it was um, talking about masks and particularly masks for children and talking about how, uh, how bad they actually are for uh, children and how it's not helpful, obviously to stop the spread of COVID, but it actually is worse for them, not only uh, psychologically, but medically as well.
2: Well, I I think that uh, if you look right now, I've read a stat today, which I, I don't know if I believe this stat because uh, that only 7,000 out of the 130,000 students in Duval County opted out of the mask. Wow. Now, if that's true, that's sad. Um, if it's not true, uh, that's, it's wrong to put that. But there is a lot of psychological pressure. I've been talking to several people who have told me about either uh, people in their family who have gotten the vaccine who they've been told not you know they shouldn't get it and they did it anyway um they didn't need it because this doctor uh the he- harvard epidemiologist said that your immunity if you've had COVID 19 is better than any vaccine you will get and you don't need the vaccine
1: yeah i mean that's uh, I think clearly the case, if you look at, at the data, and I think w- we need to remind people that when we talk about a vaccine, this isn't like the smallpox vaccine, which was an inoculation against the uh, the smallpox uh, disease. This is a uh, vaccine that's more like a therapeutic, which will help you if you do get um, COVID to maybe not feel the symptoms as much and hopefully not die. Although the shelf life for those only seemed to be about six months, and then uh, it's looking like, well, you're going to, have some uh, reactions similar to people who are unvaccinated but yeah natural immunity uh, lasts for at least uh, so far as they um, have done studies uh, at least a year and possibly longer than that
2: well I have uh, I've tried to post this video of the Indiana doctor four different ways four different times I've changed the name on the file and apparently they must have some kind of algorithm yeah. that they know what the file is because it says your video's not compatible,
1: huh.
2: which is I can post other videos the same way. So, uh, again, it's it is on Twitter in some places, um, but it will not let me publish it like that, which is interesting um, that it's folks, we are being silenced and that's one reason that radio is an effective communication and we we can go out through the airwaves and on friday i want to remind you we have dr Byron brittle from university of Guelph in ontario he's an epidemia uh, uh, viral uh, immunologist and he is going to talk to us about the variants he's going to talk about covid you will get facts from him you will get science from him he's a researcher And uh, he has been on several high profile um, news uh, interviews and he has been vetted and he is uh, very, very good at what he does. And so you might want to let your friends know if you have friends who have been weakened by the psychological warfare of our government and other people, you might want to have them tune in on Friday at 3 p.m because we're going to have him on and you can shoot me questions and ask questions about it. Okay. And that's Uh, not
1: an insignificant thing that you just said there, as far as the psychological warfare from um, really all our institutions is uh, pushing, like you must get the vaccine. COVID is, you you know, something that we need to take unprecedented actions against because a lot of people, you know, are, are busy with other things in life and don't maybe, maybe are unable or haven't heard uh, some of the facts out there about what's really going on with COVID and stuff like that. So yeah, if you have people who uh, are still on the fence, still haven't heard maybe some of the, uh, the different uh, uh, sets of data out there, definitely have them tune in on Friday for sure.
2: Yeah, and again, normally during the first segment, we deal with things going on in our culture, and uh, then we move into the topic of the week, which for this whole month we're looking at wokeness in the gospel and uh, Colossians two uh, six through eight, uh, where it says, "Don't be taken captive by empty deceit." And we're going to be looking at that, and specifically looking at Vody Bachum's book called Fault Lines, which deals with the whole social justice movement and evangelicalism. But when you got headlines that say Florida doctors are exhausted and angry as the state's COVID nineteen surge unleashes pandemonium. You, you have a lot of media pressure being trying to be exerted on our governor mm-hmm. and on people in the state to create fear. If you get COVID, do not wait. Find somebody that will prescribe for you ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. Again, I'm not a doctor, but I'm telling you I know doctors who prescribe this and have found very successful results with hydroxychloroquine early on or ivermectin throughout vitamin d vitamin c zinc uh quercetin and some other things
1: those things you're talking about except for hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are you know most more natural vitamins that you want to be taking anyway hydroxychloroquine has been around for 60 years and been approved by the fda for that amount of time and ivermectin i believe won a a nobel peace prize at some point or a nobel prize so um you know these are things obviously consult your doctor and talk to them about what is best for you um but don't be afraid of of those things i guess is all i'm saying
2: well hey um um again yeah like what taylor said we're not physicians or doctors but we have interviewed doctors on here and we are telling you some things that they have prescribed and used and if you're like you know unfortunately taylor i was talking to one person who said They went to six different doctors and could not get them to prescribe ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. And, you know, doctors serve the patient. I mean, when you go out there, yeah, you can trust, but you can get a second opinion. And right now, there is a lack of trust in our institutions, our government. There's a lack of trust in the doctors um, because a lot of doctors have bought in. And Dr. Merritt said this back you know, months ago when we interviewed her, that a lot of the doctors they they are feeling pressured from people above that they trust, and they're not secure enough in being ousted. A lot of them or have the potential of losing their medical license mm-hmm. if they if they do stuff. In fact, I know doctors in Texas that actually lost their license temporarily because they prescribed hydroxychloroquine, which is wrong. Mm-hmm. That's just wrong. If you're a doctor, you can treat your patients, help them in the ways that you think best. You've always had that freedom, and I need more because of what's going on. So, when we come back, we're going to get into the whole uh, social justice thing and. Try to get around to that Ezekiel passage today.
1: (laughs) All right. So stick with us. We will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Dorn Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Chainbreaker by Zach Williams. If you are just joining us, we are looking at uh, CRT wokeness in the the church, uh, so the social just, justice movement in the church. Uh, this week, we are taking a deeper look at uh, Fault Lines by Bodie Bachum, and that is what we're getting into all month. We are talking about uh, this issue. Uh, last week, we talked about Christianity and wokeness by Owen Strand. This week we're talking about Fault Lines. Um, we're going to continue referencing those two books throughout the month. So I um, highly encourage that you guys uh, get a copy of those. They are great reads. Um, and, yeah, so, uh, you know, before the break, Doug, you were talking about uh, the, the loss of faith in the institutions. Um, you know, you're specifically talking about the government and the medical. And, you know, what I've kind of become disheartened about uh, over the past uh, uh, year or so is the unity or lack thereof within the Christian church at, at, at large and, uh, kind of having a loss of faith in the, the leaders of the church currently with few exceptions.
2: And well, yeah, I, yeah. And we're, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, David Platt today. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. some, we talked a little bit about him the other day, uh, and we'll talk to him, uh, about what he, uh, what he said, how he got to that place, because I think it's important not only to understand what these leaders are saying, but how did they get there? Like, David Platt has a fairly big platform in our country. Mm-hmm. So how did he get to the place where he he buys in, maybe not fully, but even wokeness light, right? How did he get to that place? But I want to remind our listeners, Taylor, of, of what Vody said about the whole critical theory and critical race theory specifically about it being ethnic Gnosticism. We gave this definition a couple of days ago, uh, that, um, you know, Gnostics, uh, was something that was a- a- around, uh, in the early church during the first 300 years. And, and it was very influenced by philosophers, and that's the same thing as what we're seeing today. It's just called ideology, but it's still, it's empty, really just empty thinking, mm-hmm. a lot of it. And, um, it, but Gnosticism specifically is based on two false premises. First, there's a dualism of spirit and matter. And, uh, they, that basically anything made up of matter is evil and the spirit's good. That's the first. Second is, that that there's a special knowledge that can come a special higher truth that is only available to a certain number of people Mm -hmm. and that is so against the bible so against god i mean like the knowledge of god he says i will put it in every man's heart they will know me you can reject him but you're going to know him yeah um and so uh that to to say that that you can believe in critical theory and be a believer is to basically not have integrity about your Christian faith or have integrity about what you believe about critical theory because they're two diametrically opposed belief systems, right? And and that's what Vody brings out. And I want to just point out the three facets he said about this ethnic Gnosticism. First, it assumes that there is a black perspective that all black people share unless they're broken or something's wrong with them. So if if it, I mean, that's the first assumption. The second one is that white people's only access to that perspective has to come from a black person. In other words, that you can't even read a book and get it. You have to get it from a black person or, you know, and there's not Mm -hmm. a document that talks about it. And third, that narrative is superior to objective truth narrative or storytelling is the most superior truth so those were the three three things we looked at and we looked at how he talked about even that as believers we should care if people are mistreated because of skin color that should be um, upsetting to us we should want to see change if there is things that are going on in a particular police department or a particular government or a job place where they're mistreating people because of ethnic background.
1: But we don't need the CRT lens or worldview to be able to recognize those things. No, the
2: Bible Mm -hmm. is sufficient. And that's the whole problem with CRT is it diminishes that part of the Bible. So I want to go back to David Platt because he's a fairly uh, recognizable name among a lot of evangelicals. He's a head of the Southern Baptist Convention International Mission Board. And in 2018, at least he was in, he delivered a message from Amos 5 and then repented as he wept for his white privilege, for his silence, and his inaction. And that happened at this conference. And, you know. There were a lot of people that were applauding him, thinking that's awesome. But there were a lot of people that said he did he he took Amos five out of context. And when you take a passage of Scripture out of context, it's a pretext, and that is always wrong in Scripture to do. We can't we don't have the privilege to do that. That's God's word. He meant it one way to one people. It may have lots of applications, but you can't twist it to meet the need of the moment. And that's kind of what he did, and he should know better because he's a uh, a preacher uh, and a trainer of preachers. He he's got a PhD in preaching. Of course, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. (laughs) But uh, anyway, uh, again, Vody agrees that Platt didn't go out in some twisted way with bad motives to do it. He just he does care about reconciliation. And he succumbed to it. But how did he get there? He points out in the book that non-Marx founder Mark Deaver suggested that he read a book called Divided by Faith, Evangelical Religion and the Problem of Race in America by a guy named Michael Emerson and Christian Smith. Now, that book has been more divisive within the church probably than any other book. Because most people in the church are not going to read uh, White Fragility or Abraham X. Kendi's uh, How to Be Antiracist, but they will read this book. And uh, what Vody says is that Platt's message was dripping with the book's influence, uh, especially on the concept of America being racialized, that word being thrown out there, which is the main theme of that book. And again, I get back to critical thinking. What's wrong in America? White privilege. What's wrong in America? Systemic racism. What's wrong in America? Abuse of women. Do you notice the pattern that nobody's saying, what's wrong in America is we've gone away from God? Right. That's the problem as pastors and believers when you start going into that. And oh, you know what? You just, how many black friends do you have? When you start getting asked questions like that, instead of, what does the Bible say about that? Mm. What what does God's Word say about how we treat people? It deals with all the issues of God and man and his relationship and people and their relationship. The relational uh, principles are there. You don't have to go to this book or any other book. Now, does that mean we can't have a conversation with somebody about maybe how they feel or their struggles? Sure we can, and we should be empathetic, but it doesn't mean that our country is systemically racist uh, or ethnically prejudiced. And uh, if David Platt can go off the rails like that, then we all can because David Platt is fairly grounded when it comes to Scripture normally. But that's where we are as a country. We've been inundated with this, and you're labeled a bigot, you're labeled a racist if you don't buy into the ideology. And in the same way they're uh, pressuring people to get a vaccine over something that has a point zero zero three lethality. They're, they're pressuring people with this uh, anti-racist stuff as well. And it's a fault line, just like he says. And so the sufficiency of God's word is adequate to deal with everything we need to deal with, with man. And I think we've lost sight of that.
1: Oh yeah, I would agree. And, you know, as far as David Platt's concerned, you know, this book was written however long ago, got published last year or, this past year, actually, um, but that uh, I don't know if you saw this recently in the news. There's uh, his church has actually gone through quite a bit of strife because of uh, the st- some of the things that he's made and some of the the things they're trying to implement at the church. Um, and also, one of the pastors there said uh, something to the effect of sometimes he just wants to smack white people and <laughs> be outraged at white people. So you know, there's a there's a culture there um, that. And, you know, stemming, obviously, from whenever that happened a few years ago, like that, that has continued to progress. So you, you start out with an intent that maybe is to reconcile and, and, not, and not to harm or anything like that. But if you're doing something apart from the gospel and you're taking in these types of uh, ideologies uh, and trying to supplement that in with the gospel, you're going to slowly but surely head down a path uh, that is not good, and, and I think that's kind of what you're seeing uh, going on at his church
2: uh, right now. Well, as believers, we need to be reminded th- that, first of all, God's word is breathed out by him and profitable for us. We know that from Second Timothy 3, is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, instruction, training, and in righteousness, and it's sufficient I mean, when he says that the man of God may be adequate or thoroughly equipped, um, you know, that includes dealing with relations between ethnic groups. Mm -hmm. That includes um, sociology, psychology. It doesn't tell you sociological or psychological concepts, but it gives you principles for how you relate and how you are to view things. But that is far against critical theory. Critical theorists do not want to talk to you about what the Bible says. They, uh, people who are into intersectionality and critical race theory, they don't want to, and that is the world system. And who owns the world? Satan. Uh, he's been given temporary leadership. Mm-hmm. We know that from First John two fifteen said, and he says, "Don't love the world because he's of the world. This is his stuff, and we don't need to go there." And you know. We got parents who are standing up against school boards for this stuff. As the church, we need to be speaking out against this and how it's infiltrating the church. And people are allowing it to divide the churches. And he gives one example in there of how it used to be when people would go to a conference, they'd say, "Well, how big is your church or how many people come to your church?" Now they're saying, "How diverse is your church?" You know, I mean, what's your makeup? You know, and they don't care about Asians. They don't care about Hispanics. They want to know what the black, white, because that's the running commentary and tone of the day right now. And it just gets us off of the wrong focus, which is the Bible is sufficient, Jesus is sufficient.
1: That is correct. We are up against the break, so stick with us. We will we'll be back in just a second.
0: You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. at www.astore.com. They
1: say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing back. Stood on this stage, night after night. Remind that me is Mercy Me with Even If. Right. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we are talking about CRT, otherwise known as Critical Race Theory, and Wokeness in the Church, uh, So the social justice movement in the Church. We are looking particularly at two books. Uh, one of them is Fault Lines. The other is Christianity and Wokeness. We will be looking at that uh, throughout this month. We have done so Uh, in the past month, or the past month, the past uh, week since we've come back. If you would like to go back and listen to those, you can go to www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com, and you can click on the Past Programs link where you'll be able to find our full catalog of programs, or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to join the discussion today, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at at SWATRadio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at swatradio.com.
2: Okay, uh, James, our uh, social media guy, has said he has posted that uh, school interview, that doctor speaking to the school board on our Facebook page, which is at SWAT Radio Talk. Uh, You can see it, but we have not been able to get it on Twitter. Still trying to figure our way around that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also see it on Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E, Which is an alternative to YouTube uh, when uh, YouTube continues to censor. Uh, I'll tell you, this is uh, just—it's sad that you can't publish a a licensed doctor who's been practicing for over 20 years addressing a school board in a way about medical stuff. They just, but they keep it from going on there. You know, speaking
1: Uh, of school boards and CRT, I don't know if you saw this, but a, a a teacher who is a Christian lady. Uh, she quit uh, in a school board meeting and told them like, Hey, if you are going to be implementing this stuff and you're going to be bringing in uh, 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 what's, what's the word I'm looking for strategies or uh, policies that are having teachers turning other teachers in. If they talk bad about uh, CRT, well, you know, I, as a Christian cannot work here. And I, I I thought that was a pretty uh, brave thing. She did that was in Loudoun County um, where there's a lot of stuff going on with that, but that, is the type of stand I think that uh, the church needs to make against some of these things. And I think that also what's being implemented there, you know, a uh, uh, tattletale society would let you know uh, how strongly the people who advocate this stuff feel about the truth of it, that they're not willing to withstand any criticism. Yeah.
2: And I, I think, you know, when we're, with that in mind, as we um, talk about how do we, how do we deal with critical theory uh, Vody lays out four areas that um, that it's. It, it, he, he quotes Thomas Sowell, who you and I both appreciate. A lot mm-hmm. of people uh, don't like him in certain progressive uh, thinking communities uh, because he's fairly conservative about dealing with uh, or traditional. I would say
1: he's uh, one of those guys who uh, his he's skin like color, yeah, 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 but, but skin color uh, doesn't fit the narrative.
2: No. But anyway, listen to what he says. Disagreements about social issues in general seem to be not only inevitable, but even beneficial. When opposing sides are forced to confront contrary arguments that might not have been considered before and examine empirical evidence not confronted before, neither side may have taken all the factors into consideration, but having to cope with each other's different views may bring our considerations that neither side gave much thought to at the outset. In other words, what he's saying is, if we listen to each other, maybe we can both realize that there's areas that we can grow in together. But see, right now, you're being silenced. You're being silenced if you take a position or try to defend a position or state why you feel like a certain position is valid. But in in his um, book, Vody brings out four areas where this would be very helpful. One is is in the area of fathers and fatherlessness in uh our communities. And he quotes a guy named William Raspberry uh, at a conference on African American fathers. This was twenty years ago. So this is back in the nineties. Are black fathers necessary? You know I'm old and I'm tired and there are some things that I just don't want to debate anymore. One of them is whether African-American children need fathers. Another is whether marriage matters. Does marriage matter? You bet it does. Are black fathers necessary? And he says, blank, straight we are. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say it, but anyway. And it's not just African-American fathers. Fathers are necessary. God created the family unit, fathers and mothers, to be a nurturing, protective reproducing unit of faith to raise up children to function in society in a civil way with the goal of reproducing disciples of Christ that would carry the message to future generations and to people who've not yet heard. Um, The second thing he addresses is education and high standards. And instead, I just read another article yesterday about how out West Mm -hmm. they secretly took out math and science standards. Yep. (laughs) I mean, they just took it out without anybody really voting on it or knowing about it. They just slid it out. Why? Because the goal is not to educate. It's not to create and help the students. It's to facilitate this what I call groupthink mentality and victim mentality, which was another area he said – is we feed the victim mentality, and we've got to get away from that. And, and then crime, crime itself, addressing that issue uh, from both houses. I mean, both sides of the house are both sides of the argument where we come together and say, we got a crime problem. Just open up your paper, open up your news feed, whatever. Look and see at all the killings, the shootings, the beatings, the robbings, that are going on indiscriminately up in Atlanta where this guy was shot outside of the Wendy's. They set up an autonomous zone where they just, they enforced what law they wanted. That's martial law and nothing was done because the mayor up there just let it happen. Because when you get away from that kind of uh, accountability and action to hold people accountable, then people are going to do what you let them do. They're like a teenager. If 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 you give them loose standards and think that that's going to make them love you more, mm-hmm. they're not. They're just going to take that freedom and go do whatever they want to do, at you, their peril and your peril as well. So, um, and
1: then resent you for it too. You yeah. know, it's not like uh, these antifa types are looking at the the mayor out there in Seattle and saying, "Oh, you know what." I don't want to overthrow the uh, government anymore. You know, they're still resentful towards him and saying, hey, now give us more. You know, and that's how it's going to
2: be. Well, think about it. Think about how ridiculous the people that advocate for the progressive arguments for some of these things are. The same people that are saying, you don't have a right to choose. You need to take the vaccine are the same people that say a woman has a right to terminate a pregnancy and a baby inside them, even up to full um, birth. Mm-hmm. I mean, like to to right, right to the point of uh, completion, nine months, those same people that, that makes no sense. I mean, it makes no sense at all that the same people that do that. It, and it's not being in tech, you know, having an intellectual integrity about it. And so I think when you, that's, that gets back to what MacArthur said about critical thinking. Uh, the same people that are talking to you about um, you know, freedom from um, human trafficking, you see them on one hand, which is a good thing. I'm not arguing that that's not a good thing, are also the same people though, who think everybody ought to be watching pornographic videos that are made by a lot of the people being trafficked out there. Not
1: only that, there is now talk, there has been talk of, should we make uh, porn for children? No, I for saw children? that, like, yeah. Th- th- that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and you've had to have lost your mind to think that. But, and then to also hold uh, that we need to stop uh, human trafficking, which is great and lawful, and that is something we need to do. But to hold those two things at the same time is so absurd that it would be funny if it wasn't so tragic.
2: Yeah, so I I just think, uh, and we didn't get into Ezekiel today, we will tomorrow. <laughs> we have tomorrow. Uh, again, I want to remind our guests that uh, and listeners, not our guests, our listeners, uh, they are our yeah. guests. <laughs> I guess we get to have them as guests for the day. But I want to remind our listeners that on Friday we have Dr. Byron Bridal from the University of Guelph uh, from uh, Ontario, Canada, who is a, a viral immunologist who will be talking to us about the COVID variants, and I have some questions for him. One of the questions I want to ask him because I've heard conflicting reports. You can only get COVID once. Only thirty people have had it multiple times. Uh, oh, I've got the variant. I, I had I had COVID a year ago, but now I've got the variant. And again, I, I just wonder if these people really have it, or if they have the flu. Because do you know the flu? And the last year has taken a 99% dive. There's yeah, been no, yeah, it's gone away. We've evaporated the flu with COVID. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, that's just some food for thought for Friday. Uh, tomorrow, if you want to go ahead and look in Ezekiel and, and, and just have a look in Ezekiel to look, Ezekiel was written to God's people kind of looking back at why they were where they are you know it's kind of like he's a prophet who was telling them you are here because of this Mm -hmm. and i think ezekiel 22 is very instructive for us um, to look at and you can start about verse 17 and then go through the end of the chapter but if you get a chance read it because it he, he deals with religion. He deals with politics in there. And he says, the reason you are captured by Babylon, the reason you're dealing with all the junk you're having to go through right now, because everybody going, why is God letting this happen? Why are we doing this? It's instructive, I think, to look at what he tells the people of Israel through Ezekiel, because those same kind of principles, I think, would apply to us today. Yeah. We've allowed the same things to happen. Yeah. Be a warrior for truth. Don't be afraid to stand up and be a person of conviction and be a critical thinker.
1: Yeah, so make sure you take a look at Ezekiel uh, chapter 22. We are going to be diving in that tomorrow, we promise. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. And you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great day.
0: If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety,